You're listening to the So You Can Relate podcast. One, two, one. Okay. I'm oh, still right, right, right. Glory, glory. <laughs> Hallelujah. Come on now, just worship. <laughs> to our listeners, can you hear that? Can you hear the quality? Can you hear that crisp, clear quality? Mm. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> we are back in the studio and we are grateful to be here. This is another minisode from the So You Can Relate podcast with me, Adefala. And your girl, Joyce. Yes, yes. We promise it's going to be a minisode. It's not going to be a minisode turned episode <laughs> for the hundredth time. I know. Because time is of the essence today. Time is of the essence. <laughs> Don't even get me started on how excited I am for the 28th. When is it? At 28th of November? Yeah. Oh, lucky you. I cannot wait. Like, I literally daydream about it. That's how excited <laughs> I am to see Wheezy Baby. I saw an interview of him yesterday. Some girl was like, some American was interviewing him about like essence and like, you know, his recent like rise in fame even yeah. more. And he was so laid back. Oh, it was attractive. I'm telling you. <laughs> no, no. The way he was answering this He's question. so humble. It's insane. I was like, this kid, he was like, oh yeah, I put music out and you know, I don't really have any expectations. I just do what I love. And I was thinking, how can you put the album out and wow. have no expectations? I tell you, mm. when Essence went platinum in the US and all he could do was talk about Thames and the producers and like everyone yeah. who contributed to the song, like yeah. except himself. Can you? <laughs> oh, I just said, that's why you're the greatest. That's why you're the greatest. And now like, not to be so morbid, but do you know, like back in the day when I was young and like a big artist, like let's say Whitney Houston died and like my aunties were like so upset. I was just thinking, you don't even know. Wheezy baby. I know. Like now that I like, I know what it's like to kind of really, really like an artist and really be invested in their music. And then for something to go horribly wrong in their life or for the inevitable to happen, you're like, oh my gosh, like this person represents so much of like your twenties or your teens or yeah, yeah. do you get what I mean? Like, it's not just actually, um, when I was young, there was this artist called Radio and he was like the whiz kid of Uganda. Like oh. absolutely loved him. Every time I think about being around family, um, definitely his music is playing. And he passed away in 2017. Mm -hmm. And I remember like feeling so sad as if it was someone I knew. I can imagine. But because that person's music had colored all of my childhood, it did matter. Like it, I did feel like, whoa, that's crazy. And he represented yeah. so much. So anyway, <laughs> I'm here to enjoy the good times with Wizzy while he's alive and good. I know it does sound morbid because sometimes I think like, oh, what happens when Beyonce dies? Oh, don't even say it. I hate to say it, but you know, she's going to die one day like we all are. Well, <laughs> she's 40 now. <laughs> 40 is not that <laughs> I think, I feel like most people will die at 100. That's just a random guess now. I think the way things are going with- Yeah, people are surviving. Yeah, so she's not even halfway there. Mm -hmm. she's achieved a lot in that short time frame obviously yeah I think of someone like Beyonce like my favorite artist that I just like, it's like yeah and I'm gonna know when they die like I can't imagine I'm just not I'm knowing shattered yeah absolutely shattered oh that stuff is scary yeah I know it's proper weird yeah so tell us about tell us about the the boxing match yesterday okay so a few weeks ago my friend sent me oh he sent us yeah and a couple other people this he sent a ticket with absolutely no context can we talk about how before you go into the wonderful story i am in so much trouble with him <laughs> you i know that. i know I, yeah. I, do you know when you know you're in trouble with your friend and you're like okay yeah there's only so long i can avoid this because even me if i did what like i would be annoyed with me yeah 
I completely forgot his birthday and you are so wicked because you didn't remind me. No, but I yeah, told I you. I begged you. I was <laughs> I like, you. I was like, Adefala, please send me when his birthday is. And it was literally two days. I, oh, oh my God, I you're going to have to bleep that out because he's going to be human. Anyway, I told you. Oh, no. you never told me. Oh. And Catherine didn't tell me either. I don't think she wished him. I don't know if she wished him happy birthday or she didn't. Mm. Like I've been such a bad friend. Like I actually need to call him and just lament and apologize. Oh, you know, it was somebody else that I told. It wasn't you. <laughs> it's actually someone. wickedness. Oh, see, so he birthday. is annoyed with me. And then obviously the boxing match, I couldn't make it to because it was just out of my budget. Mm. Like I don't work at the moment. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but anyway, go into the story. Yeah, so he sends this ticket to us, uh, no context. And I was like, is this an invitation? Like, what is this? Yeah. And I knew he did boxing, but I thought it was just like an extracurricular thing, you know? Yeah. Meanwhile, he's invited me to his boxing match in, he was at York Hall or something, somewhere in Bethnal Green for $35. Oh. <laughs> I said, it's oh, a bit of a steep price. I don't think I've ever paid £35 to go and see anybody do anything in terms yeah. of like sports or performance or anything like that. Anyway, so he invites us and a couple of us couldn't make it. Mm -hmm. so me and my other friend were like okay let's just go like let's go and support him he invited us he wants us to be there so i went he had loads of people supporting him by the way he had like about 15 people who come really yeah, fam <laughs> yeah. do you know he has a massive family massive family so like surprised, yeah. his friends his family Aww. or whatever um and i was like okay but i think we were like the only ones that he invited from uni that i know of anyway so everybody else was, okay. like outside of uni family and friends yeah so i get there and there's just an overwhelming presence of white british people no white british people from from the east end east enders okay with cockney accents oh my god and obviously i grew up in the east end slash essex ever so i'm used to those accents but i don't remember the last time i was around so many east end white people yeah yeah it was so different especially with like the kind of white person i've been exposed to in recent <laughs> months you know they haven't been from east they've been from like i don't know southwest london or like from surrey or like right. from richmond those areas you know but to be around so many east enders <laughs> Like with those accents and like even the way they dressed and the way they conducted themselves. I was like, wow, I haven't been exposed to this in a really, really long time. So that was interesting to see. And, you know, just like the energy they had when people were boxing. You know, when there's like a football match and you hear white men doing those chants. Yeah, that yeah. particular sound. Mm -hmm. It was full of like that. It was so like loud. And I was thinking, this is interesting. No way. It was so interesting. Yes. Yeah, so it wasn't just his match. There were about let's say at most 20 matches between like 14 and 20 matches oh, okay no wonder it was so expensive then yeah and i think all the money went to charity if not oh, most of it that's why the tickets were that price so it was like you had a like a um oh what's it called a what's the thing like a, a schedule of the day basically of the okay. night so this person versus this person this person the red corner this person the blue corner yeah from so and so gym listed listed he wasn't until after the interval like the third to last fight Okay. And the first fight was at like half seven. Yeah, yeah. But he didn't fight till like basically 11 p.m. Mm -hmm. So I got there like half seven. His brother came, gave me his ticket. Then we all went down to sit there. And Wait, which brother? His younger brother. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't know that <clears throat> but His older brother was there too. His older brother is hilarious. The one, yeah, the 27 year old. Yeah. 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 I was like, you are so different from him. It's night and day. <laughs> so night different. and day. Yeah. I always couldn't believe that they're from the same I'm family. I'm telling you, definitely. That's crazy. Obviously they look alike. So that's like the giveaway. Yeah. I was like, okay, wow. Hi family. Anyway, so we were just watching the matches, you know, some of the men weren't wearing these head guards. Some oh, of them wow, were. Okay. The ones that weren't, I was thinking, you guys clearly don't fear for your <laughs> you life. You want to give your life over. Some, someone is coming to punch you in the head over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And my main concern with this boxing match, especially after he invited me, I was like, I don't want to see you get 
punched in the face. Yeah, I hear that. Like, I, did, I don't want to see get that. Get knocked out and everything. Literally get knocked out. And I was like, aren't you scared? And he goes, oh yeah, he should be scared. I said, yeah, obviously he should be scared too, but aren't you scared as well? Like that you're going to get Were there punched. ever any points like where you were like, Charles, like you're going to lose this one? No, at the beginning, I didn't know what was going on. So at the yeah. beginning, there was like a lot of like, they were dodging each other a lot. Okay. And the friend that I came with, she had to leave just before his match came because she had to go back home. It was getting late. So I was sending... We all know the lock and key and bondage that friend is on. It's actually <laughs> enough. Her sister was like to her, um, the fight you have to do with your parents is going <laughs> to be more than the fight you're The watching. fight of your life. Honestly, right. so she had to go. So I was like sending her snaps of it live, like okay. when he started. So she and didn't even watch him? She didn't get to watch him. She oh loved it like- gosh, I'd be fuming. Yeah, she was really sad that she didn't get to see him because he said he'd be gone at nine. He didn't come up until like basically two hours later. 11? Yeah. A definitely. Just before You 11. were there at 11? Yeah. No, 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 sorry, wait. Maybe like, maybe it was actually 10. Oh, I don't know. Let's say no, 10.30. good job I didn't go because yeah. I, I wouldn't be able to be... I live in Hertfordshire. <clears throat> I think I left at 11. So he must have come on like maybe quarter to 11 or something like that. Wow. So it was quite late. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so what happened? Yeah, so they were like on the match now and I was filming and sending it to her. And she was like, oh, why does he keep running? <laughs> why does he keep running for the buttons? <laughs> running from each other. But like still boxing and stuff like yeah. that, using their techniques. Now the guy that he was fighting, this guy came on shirtless and without a head guard on but our guy was wearing a head guard and, yeah. and a shirt or whatever and I was thinking why isn't this person like doing like protective gear or whatever obviously the shirt doesn't protect you but he was literally just there in his in his shorts and his shoes mm -hmm. doing you know boxing or whatever so I was wondering why isn't he wearing anything and then they both come on they play in their music and we're like oh go like cheering for him whatever what music like. what song did he play oh what song was it was some song that he likes by Jaden Smith I feel like they get to choose their music no never no. say never <laughs> no, never say never <laughs> no there was one song that played and I know this guy loves Jaden Smith okay I think it's called um oh okay I don't remember but it's yeah. like some popular song by Jaden Smith whatever it's a really good song so they played that for him to come on you know he was like getting hyped I was like yeah go go whatever and at this point as well because just before his match there was some guy that came to box for charity in, in memory of his um of his dead nephew so he came oh <laughs> my god you see things like that I actually can't cope yeah that is super sad so sad but most people there I'd say about a quarter of the people in the auditorium it was quite packed by the way yeah almost a quarter of those people were actually there for him oh, so wow. when they were there cheering him on it was so loud like that was probably like the most like the most amazing yeah match. yeah <clears throat> so yeah he did his match and after that those people who went home so there were less people but there was still quite a lot enough to like make noise or whatever Anyway, so yeah, they start fighting, throwing punches. I'm seeing him get punched, not in the face too much. It was, it seemed to be a bit more like like body punches or whatever. Right. And and the first or second round, what should we call our friend? I don't want to like, should we say his name? I don't even. I've know. said his name seven hundred times already. So he was, um, what's it called? In the first or second round, he knocked him down. Hmm? Yeah. Wow. No, not Charles. Charles knocked him down. Come on, I didn't, I didn't expect any different. <laughs> he knocked him down. Wow. I was like, okay. <laughs> As in, and I've only, I only saw a few people fall. Throughout all the matches, we saw like- 
Oh. About 12 matches at that point. And he actually... No, but you know Charles has been boxing for a while. That's the thing. So when he invited me to a match, I was... I didn't... Like, he didn't box himself competitively, but he's been like teaching people how to box and like, you know... Yeah, so yeah. I knew that. I knew he was doing it at uni like every, I don't know, Thursday, whatever. He'd yeah. go boxing. But when he said he's doing a match, I was still like, I didn't know you did matches like that. So wait, how did the family react when he like... We were happy. We were like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this was first or second round, by the way. Yeah. And obviously he'd taken a few punches prior to that too. Like he wasn't just only person punching okay. so he was like oh you know he was gonna win whatever this guy his name was dylan dylan was now bouncing around like trying to, <laughs> trying to watch whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> he gets knocked out caught to the ground first or second round or is it, is it are they called rounds i have no clue I think they're called rounds and they even had the woman like with the um <laughs> with the placard walking around all sexy or round one uh, <laughs> or whatever anyway so that that round is done he sits in the corner you know when they sit in the corner and the coach is talking to them yeah yeah <laughs> it was literally that we were cheering him on and then I don't think, I feel like it didn't get to round three. If not, it was on round three that they were fighting more. And something, I don't know, something entered Charles and this guy <laughs> knocked him out. He knocked him out again. But this time, you know when, uh, you know when... <laughs> he didn't get up this time. <laughs> he didn't get up. You're joking. You know when TV shows, oh like, when there's like, a cri- when there's a crime scene and like they draw the outline of someone's body yeah. and it's like this that's how the guy feels oh no arms and legs different directions he knocked him down he like he was moving so <laughs> what was Charles' reaction obviously he was happy in that we were like yeah cheering him on in that I think I have a video wow. like some guy afterwards so some guy that was standing at the top he got like a bird's eye view video of the whole okay. thing I'll show you afterwards really amazing so like he knocks him down and he like kind of like you know goes away thinking he's gonna get up soon a minute later he's still on the ground mm. so, <laughs> and then people start coming up to him like the medics or like yeah people that are there to supervise are like about four men and I were like crouched around oh, this guy no, Charles has gone to now. <laughs> ruined this boy's life they were crouched around him and i was like oh is, this is more than a knockout this is oh a, my god this is a death <laughs> so i was thinking oh my gosh he's not getting up and then charles is now like oh okay at this point he takes off his shirt i don't know why i took off his shirt but all right and then he goes over to him and he's like trying to see if he is okay there's yeah. about four men like crouched around the guy for like a good maybe up to five minutes he's just basically lying there up um, to five minutes. Okay, maybe a bit, maybe four minutes. Yeah, but, but still, yeah. More than two minutes he was there. And then obviously Charles is probably thinking, oh my God, did they kill me? And then I remember his brother, his brother was like, that's what you get for not wearing a helmet. <laughs> or a headguard. Because he really came there shirtless and headguardless. Meanwhile, Charles was wearing both. It reminds me of that song <clears throat> that goes, Mama said, knock you out. She <laughs> really did. He locked him out cold. Wow. Cold. As in when he hit the ground, he didn't move. Mm-mm. He was just... Just like that, straight on the ground. Anyways, then he starts to sit up and everyone starts cheering. <laughs> Go on, yeah, Dylan. Everyone's yeah, clapping. Yeah. Meanwhile, Dylan's family is up there. They were cheering him on too. <clears throat> and I was thinking like, it's mad because obviously everybody that boxed had some people there supporting them. Um, but obviously with each round or each match, somebody's family left. Disappointed. With, yeah. Disappointed yeah, with yeah, the loser. Yeah. There was only one match where it was a draw. So obviously Dylan's family is now up there watching him get knocked down and I was thinking oh my god if I was his family I'd be concerned right now 100% like, yeah you know, he's basically out cold just for a few minutes anyway then he gets up they didn't box again after that <laughs> that's what I was saying uh, okay. I don't remember if it was the third or second round if this yeah, happened I just remember was there was a lot of boxing and then yeah shortly afterwards they um they even did the thing where they held the hands of each boxer and they said the winner is blah 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 raised Charles's hand and I was like what <laughs> <laughs> 
It was so, it was uh, so that's good. entertaining, you know? <clears throat> it was literally an experience I've never had before. Like from the getting inside and seeing so many EastEnders there, mm-hmm. almost probably more than I'd ever seen growing up in the East End. Like just seeing them all there. And the women were dressed to the, to the nines, by the way. What? I'm thinking PLT dresses, not even just PLT, probably even a couple of House of CV dresses Do, there, I'm, wearing heels, everything. No, not gonna lie, if you want to meet somebody, <laughs> going to a boxing match is a good place to meet people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in this case... And you just pretend you're into boxing. Yeah, just pretend. Like, this is my first time I've ever seen anything like that. There were a few black people there. And by the way, the guy Dylan, he was mixed race and he was like the only other black person that was boxing. Oh, okay. So I was thinking, did they really get the two black people to box each other? But I guess they were like in the same weight class, just a coincidence, oh, see, but that made me laugh. Um, but yeah, and his friends as well. He has quite a few like white friends, which I didn't expect. Charles, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. like I knew he had friends at Sardini, but I didn't know what demographic they were. Okay. But um, one of his friends was telling me that he went to, um, he went to a grammar school in Southend. I didn't know he went to a grammar school in Southend, which is obviously Essex. So that's probably why, well, that is why. You can have a conversation with Charles and he'll tell you how he lived in the Philippines for four years. I'm telling you. This guy is just so random. <laughs> it's <laughs> insane. That's why when I got the um, message, like, in, the invite, I was like, of course he's doing the box. Nothing like, shocks me anymore. <laughs> I was shocked. I was also like, yeah, I mean, of course, that's, that's a no brainer. Um, so yeah, that was basically it. You know, afterwards he, he won. Um, and then he came down and said, thank you to everybody for coming. And like, I think yeah. one of his friends was saying earlier, oh, if he wins, then we're going to have to like go out and something. So I need to ask him now if he went out, if he went out last night after his win. But yeah, you know, it's, it's good to like ask people to come and support you and you're successful. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. There's nothing worse than like feeling embarrassed, you know? I I would actually feel embarrassed (laughs) if I did that. (laughs) Especially something (laughs) something as violent as boxing. Like somebody knocked you out and you invited your friends to come and see you get To come and see you get finished. So I was happy that he won as well. It's like, yeah, it was worth it. It was definitely worth the money for sure. An experience like nothing else I've ever had. Like it was so different. No, I I low-key wish I was there. But Honestly, you would have liked it. Yeah, I know, for sure. And you can imagine what it was like watching um, a boxing match with Catherine. Ah, <laughs> oh, that girl is the, a queen of dramatics. She was so dramatic, but she made it funny though. Like the way she was commenting, the things she was saying. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was, it was vibes. Ah, uh, I saw you, yeah. I saw you. But um, it's so weird because talking about being a bad friend, yeah, which I've been to this guy. We should call this apologies to Charles. Charles, Charles she's sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Come on now. <laughs> you know, one day, like, he was fuming with me about something and I messaged him and he thinks, and I was like, do you know when you're apologizing but Loki laughing? And he was like, yeah. do you think I'm a joke? Oh, damn. I said, okay, so you're annoyed, annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I wanted to talk a bit about adulting, yeah? Mm-hmm. And how, like you feel like you just don't have no time to socialize. Is that me? Is that just me? Like every weekend there seems to be something that crops yeah, up and yeah. it's like, you've actually got to be so intentional about meeting up with your friends. Like even the other day, um, I was talking to him about us going to a Ugandan restaurant and we wanted you and Catherine to come mm. and we had planned it out, everything. And then I got my um, vaccine and then I was ill and then we just never told you lots. So we we're just like, oh, we'll just reschedule it for another time. Mm-hmm. But like, that's how plans just go out the window. Like little yeah. things crop up and like to get four people available on one day is not easy Yeah, at all. And like, even for example, like for us, like in Christian communities, Sunday is gone. Sunday is not available. It's just unavailable. Or if it is Sunday, it's Sunday night, Sunday evening. But that's the day before you start going to work. Exactly. He's trying to go out on that time anyways. 
it's just so hard. It's so hard to meet up. Like adulting, I think that's probably one of the, like, call me naive, one of the biggest um, shocks of adulting is like how much your time is limited to actually just chill out and just socialize. Mm. And that's because most of your time is spent at work, slaving away for somebody or something else. Working for the man. Working for the man. And I feel like that's why it's important to at least have a job that you care about so that you don't feel like I'm spending all of my time doing something I don't even care for. Yeah. Like promoting a cause that is not even important to me. Imagine that. <clears throat> yeah, but it is, it is kind of crazy because I feel like every Saturday, at least for the past few weeks, months has just been filled of something seeing a different person doing a different thing or whatever to the point where where i have a saturday to myself i'm like really it's shocking like there must be something i'm forgetting yeah yeah, yeah. Or something that i have to do but at the same time it's like i've kind of found comfort in the fact that we're all in the same boat even though the boat, <laughs> is, even though the boat is unfortunate yeah it's like well at least I'm not the only person who can't come to anything because I'm always so busy. You know, my friends are like available, seeing each other all the time. So I don't really feel like I'm missing out. I'm just kind of frustrated at the fact that we're all stuck in this situation. Yeah. It's like literally a couple years ago, we had so much freedom. We had so much time. Like we literally, we, if you think about it, we all lived in the same place. We lived in the same building. Like if you wanted to see someone, you could plan to meet them at two in the morning. Yeah. And see them like, at, like, that just goes to show like how much time we had for each other. Mm -hmm. But now it's kind of like, that's kind of what built up those friendships and to sustain them outside of that context is really hard mm -hmm. because you're, you were used to the context of oh, eight o'clock. Let me just knock on whoever's door or, or like someone's just knocking on your door, whatever yeah. it is. But now it's kind of like, even just to schedule in a phone call at this rate is not easy. Yeah. Like, are you free at this time? Blah, blah, blah. Like some of my friends, I'd just be calling you guys. I don't yeah. care. Yeah. When we get on the phone, I'd be like, are you busy? <laughs> Yeah. More time than like, <laughs> After when they pick up. more time than like, nah, well, I've got 20 minutes or whatever it is. So yeah, yeah that's kind of like the part that I'm like, um, meh. And then you can imagine like later in life when like people have families and move countries and stuff like that, mm -hmm. it's just going to get worse. I mean, I realised that that's the reality of life because obviously you grow, you're born mm -hmm. and then you start going to school. Yeah. So the only life you know is going to school every day, seeing your friends every day, going to uni living with your yeah, friends you know yeah, yeah. but life is not school mm -hmm. sadly life is actually work you know <laughs> and but does it have to be that way is that the life you want to live a definitely that's not the life i want to live but it's interesting because from a from a christian's perspective not necessarily mine god put adam to work from day one he said go do that true true you know yeah so i understand why work is important but i think work that has meaning and more importantly work that has meaning to you mm -hmm. is important so even though we spend most of our adult lives or just our lives now, because I feel like life is basically adulthood. You're like a child for a fraction of that. <clears throat> All of that time is spent working. You don't, you're not really aware of that reality until you step into it and you realize, oh, this is what real life is like. Mm -hmm. School to some degree is like a fantasy, like a dream world. Like, of course, your parents wanted to see their besties every single day. But the reality <laughs> was that they couldn't because they had work and they had families. Yeah. Even down to dating and relationship, you're talking to somebody that you like, and you want to see them all the time, but they've got work too. They live somewhere else and you don't live there. And that's why people move in together. Mm -hmm. That's why they get married so that they can see this person every day because they care about them that much. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So when I think about that, and then like you said, oh, the whole idea of people moving away, like my sister is always talking about how she wants to live in a different country. I'm like, oh my gosh, are we going to be those siblings who has a sister in like somewhere, yeah, and a sister somewhere you, else and yeah. we never see each other all the time. Meanwhile, I was sharing a bunk bed with you till I was like flipping 11, 12 years old, you know? <laughs> yeah. 
it's like the reality of life is that people are actually far from each other and you have to create togetherness because of how far people are like all of those family functions we went to growing up before our parents we just happened to be there (laughs) they missed each other yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. we we were just there i'm telling you you know they weren't meeting up so you can have fun with your cousins don't mean that they could catch up with their cousin or their sister or their auntie or whatever Mm -hmm. so yeah i feel like a lot of adulthood or life let's just say is just creating connections and maintaining them luckily you're lucky if you've made them in the first place but i think naturally you don't spend time with the people you love unless you put an effort into it and that's quite sad yeah i know it's crazy because um i forgot where i heard this but um someone was talking about them and their siblings yeah and they were saying how like we're never gonna have a time like this where we're like all living in the same house and all together Mm -hmm. like in the future it's never ever gonna be like that again and that's crazy like everyone's gonna live their different lives some may have family some may not but you're never gonna have that time again Mm -hmm. and when i think about like for example my mom's family mom comes from a really big family people are all over the world like Mm -hmm. which sounds crazy to say but it's the reality and to get everybody in I was going to say one house in one country Mm -hmm. has just never happened ever since my 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 mom and her siblings became adults they've never all been in Uganda at the same time which is crazy to me and imagine the heartbreak it must have been when each person left to go to a different country yeah it's like I can imagine so say my sister moves to I don't know Denmark and she starts to live there permanently when she goes, I'll be really sad. But if she still lives there in 20 years time, her leaving is going to be nothing but a memory. And my reality yeah. would be the fact that she lives in Denmark now. Yeah. And my f- children will know that I have an auntie that lives in Denmark. That's just the way it is. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, it reminds me of when my auntie passed away when I was 16 or 16 or 17. And I realized at the time that I love her so much, but I'm not, I pray to God that I live a really long, healthy life. Say I die when I'm 90 years old. I would have known her for like, I would have known her for less time than I've been alive. She would just be a childhood memory. This auntie who I saw basically every other day for yeah. years and years and years. Yeah. Who died when I was a teenager. When I'm old and on my deathbed, teenagerhood would have been so far away. And it's just so interesting how at this moment, some everything can be your everything. And then something can go. And then years and years down the line, you realize that that was just a small fraction of my life. But at that time, it was it was so, so, so yeah. intense. Yeah. And I think it's the same for like, you know, growing up and like living with your family or moving out. It's like I moved out when I was 25 and I never turned back. But now I'm 80 years old. That was ages ago. Yeah, yeah. That. And that's what I fear now in my current living situation. Having moved out of my house when I was when it was in eight when it in April and um, extending my lease where I'm living like twice now. I'm starting to think, am I going to go back home? <laughs> yeah. Like I've just wanted, I like I do enjoy my freedom and like being alone and like, you know, I have to tell anybody when I'm getting back home, just doing whatever the hell I want to do. Yeah. But sometimes I do want to come home to my family, even if they're all annoying me because there's that togetherness and people that I obviously grew up around. So I'm thinking the way life goes, it can really shock you. Like, am I ever going to live with my family again for like a long period of time? Yeah, and like, however much, like you said, we love like freedom and just living our own lives and stuff. There is a comfort in childhood, a comfort in mm-hmm. everything's being catered for. Everything, you know, you don't have to worry about a thing. Like that is so comforting because it's like, it's all we've known for so long. Mm-hmm. And then coming into your 20s and adulting, you're kind of transitioning out of that. Um, I think there will always be a part of you that like just enjoys feeling safe mm-hmm. and and I think that idea of feeling safe you have to or you would like to think that you can find it in um 
in a relationship or even in the family you build, I think family should always feel like safety. It should mm-hmm. always feel like, okay, I'm, I'm in, I want to go back home. Like I'm yeah. longing to go back home. And I think after a while, home no longer feels like your childhood home and home feels like the home that you've created with someone else or the home you've created by yourself. You know what? That's something I'm really struggling to wrap my head around. Like how I could, I guess you'd be like in love with the person or whatever, but it's like so far home has always been where my mom, my dad and my sister are. And I'm thinking I must really like somebody (laughs) for me to buy a flat or a house. And it's just me and you. And I call that my home home. Yeah, and for it to feel like that too. And for it to actually feel like that. Yeah. And something something I could never connect with, which is sounds it's going to sound crazy, but I could never connect with when people were like with their husband or their wife and they had a um a child and they'll be like this is my family now. I'd be like, "Wow, that's like a brand new family." And you don't even have you don't even have to like convince yourself or like explain to yourself why this is your family like I know that's your husband and your child so like fair enough yeah but obviously when I was younger all I knew was my family like my parents and my sister not my husband and my child so I always thought it was weird how you can like forge this new family and be so comfortable there yeah family always just at home always just felt like parents and never felt like child but I guess that's because I was young and yeah yeah. and I think it, it kind of boils down to the setting that you grew up in because um for my family like we're very much about the extended family mm-hmm. more so than actually the nuclear family. So we're really into like big family gatherings, reunions, all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's more about the extended family. So your nieces, your nephews, uncles, aunties, like grandparents, everyone. I don't know if that's just within Ugandan culture, but it's very much the case that it's not only about, okay, mom and dad, but you feel the sense of family with other people too, mm-hmm. like aunties and uncles and stuff. So I guess transitioning to creating your own family maybe is um is not as strange because you never saw family as just mum, dad and sister, brother. Oh you know what I mean? So you're kind of more susceptible to the idea of it being bigger than it is. But then you could meet someone that doesn't have that ideology and their ideology is similar to yours and that they just see it as like mum, dad, sister, brother. Mm -hmm. So it's a weird one. That's why I also value friendship though, because people always say your friends are the family you choose. Yeah. And I think that's really nice. Um, I might have spoken about it before, but there's this like Greek philosophy. I think it's Epicureanism, but I don't remember too clearly. And it's basically, um, I think I think the guy is Epicurious or something like that. And one of his theories is that the best way for you to live is in a big house with all of your friends. <laughs> and I was thinking, when I tell you there's certain friends I cannot live with, you cannot pay me to live with you, man. Okay, but not those friends. <laughs> Talk about the friends that you could pay them to live with, pay you to live with. Friends yeah. that you love, that you care about, that you want to see on a regular basis. But let me tell you something, you know, every, when you live with somebody, mm-hmm. you know the real them. Yeah, but that's the thing. So if your friends are the family you choose, yeah. and the best way to live according to Epicurus is in a big house with all of your friends, it's like if they're still if they're like my family in some kind of way, I get annoyed with my family all the time, but I still love them. Like the yeah, yeah. the anger I feel with them is never really enough for me to be like I'm literally never going to speak to you ever again. There have been times when mom gets my nerves <laughs> and I'm like oh, I'll never speak to her. Like she will understand. Like she yeah. will be surprised that I'll never speak to her again. Obviously, I spoke to her again this mm-hmm. morning, but it's like. I think there's a certain level of grace that would be had in such a setting because you've chosen this family, but they're still your family. 
Like yeah. they're your friends. So even though these are the friends, okay, this one's a bit messy. This one plays their music too loud. It's like, I still chose to live with you. I hear because you. Because you're like the fact, you're still family. I just chose you, you know? So I would love that. And I feel like I had a taste of that at university, especially in third year, like living with literally a friend next to me, opposite me, to my left, to my right. Like it was so, so, so fun. Just talking and just having fun together. It was like one of the happiest I've ever been. Like just having your friends. It's like there were very, very, very few downsides to that. Right. It's an ideal way to live as far as I'm concerned. No, I hear that. I think, yeah, like with the right people, with the right friends. But I do have like um, family members and friends that I'm just like, I cannot live. I can never <laughs> live with you. Like as in your lifestyles are just so different. Oh, I see. Like someone comes to mind. Yeah. As soon as you enter this person's house. You dare not, <laughs> as in take your shoes off while you're outside. That's how much of a neat freak she is. Yeah. Like it's insane. Like even sitting on her sofa, you've got to like get a blanket and put something down before you, cause you've got outside clothes on, oh TFL God. clothes on. Like she's going to listen to this and yes, I'm talking to you. <laughs> like some people are just too nitpicky. Mm. And because I'm not super, super nitpicky, you know, I'd, I would struggle to live with such a person. Yeah. Someone has to bend to the other's way of life. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's nice when you kind of are with someone that you have similar, similar lifestyles. Yeah, similar lifestyles, ideally. Yeah. And also you're willing to do better because there might be areas in which I don't do as well, but I've met this friend and they're really good at that. And so I'm better in that because of them. Mm -hmm. But then there's people who are extremists (laughs) (laughs) and no one, no one can match their levels. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think living, living with people, yeah. Yeah, like I said, you really know the real person living with someone. Yeah. yeah. That that is what it boils down to. It reminds me of like all the most like the most the most but like really popular and uh successful T V shows that have friends living together, like yeah. Big Bang Theory, How I Met Your Mother, Friends, New Girl, things like that. Living single. Living single. Like all of these examples of how amazing it is to live with your friends and like they did have their differences too, but they made it comedic. I think the reality of that is that you will actually just fight with this person and never speak to them again and somebody will move out. <laughs> <laughs> That's a real life right there. I'm out of here. Yeah, I'm out of here. So let's make a pact mm-hmm. that we'll move in together if we're both 27 and have nowhere to go. <laughs> Why is it always that age? It's always, if I'm, if I'm 30 years old. <laughs> have you heard people making those pacts of, um, actually I had a friend who made a pact with one of his female friends that if they're not married by 30, they'll get married to each other. God forbid. <laughs> I should now come and do one pact for marriage. You I'm know? thinking is marriage by force. That is so funny. That's hilarious. And I bet you there's people out there that actually do that. Yeah. Marry your friend though. That's what they say, isn't it? Marry your friend. Marry your friend. Marry your best friend. <laughs> you know what? Mm, I think there's pros and cons to that. Okay. I think, I think the pros are that you don't have to get to know somebody. You don't have to introduce them to your weird and crazy side. Like... <laughs> They already know about you. They already know, obviously, depending on how close you are, but like, yeah. they, they already know your flaws. They already know some things that you're not too good at, that you are. You don't have to introduce yourself. And that's why people get tired of talking stages because I have to tell you, oh introduce my myself God. to you again and it's to this so person. It's horrible, but a friend just knows that by default. You know, yeah. you don't have talking stages with friends. You just find somebody and you just learn these things as things go on. So I think if you're trying to date someone that's your friend, you don't have to worry about all of that. And you can just get into the nitty gritty, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, a downside of dating someone that, no, a downside of dating someone that isn't your friend, I could say, is the fact that that's all they ever were to you. And if you appreciate them as a human being, 
it's harder for you guys to like maintain a relationship outside of that. So I'm always telling you, like, you cannot be friends with someone that the way that you were introduced to them was through a dating capacity. <laughs> I, I keep telling y'all, keep telling it's us. not gonna work. Yeah. Because that's literally how you know that person. Yeah. So how are you going to just stop flirting? How are you going to just stop talking about certain... Like, yeah. you know, there's a side of you that you don't awaken when the when the um, relationship's platonic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, so I, 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 I personally... I don't think it works. I don't think it works. <laughs> I really don't think it works at all. <laughs> and I think it's quite... I've been there, trust me. Let's just be friends. There's a lot of denial that you'll have to engage in. Yeah. To tell yourself that this is okay. <laughs> of course. You can't just turn off feelings like that. So now they should come and tell you, oh, by the way, I have a girlfriend. And you should be like, oh, oh actually collapsed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. I'm happy for you. No way. Have no. you watched this movie called um, My Best Friend's Wedding? Julia Roberts. Yes. Cameron Diaz. I have. I have. Yeah, yeah, I watched it. She basically, the plot of the story, guys, is she was in love with her best friend. Yeah. And I think he tried to make a move to her years back, but she said no. Yeah. But then she, as when time went on, she fell in love with him and mm-hmm. he was getting married to someone else. Yeah. This is why I don't do female friendships. So if, you're if the you want to come for me. You'd actually say, I don't want you to be so close to her. <sighs> you'd assert, assert that uh, that authority. <clears throat> or you'd just pray instead. <laughs> You know them ones. This one, that's spiritual. It's pretty bad. Okay, of course, like, I'm not crazy. I think if you have a really good friend and she happens to be female, female, it is what it is, yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's not my preference. That's what I'll say on that. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, guys, because of this movie, (laughs) he ends up falling, like, she falls in love with him and she ends up, like, sabotaging their whole wedding and eventually telling him that, like, I'm in love with you. Mm -hmm. And I remember there's a scene, they're on a boat. And the song was um, one day when I know the love and the world is cold, oh, I will it. feel a glow just thinking of. Oh, I don't know that song. I know I heard it when I watched it. You, look tonight. you don't know that one? No. It's basically the most romantic song ever. Okay. And they're on the boat and they're just dancing. And I just feel like some of the things he was doing with her was super romantic. Mm-hmm. So is this really your friend? Anyway, hmm. the, the bride ends up finding out and it just became really messy. They ended up, con- love ends up conquering. Oh, spoiler, sorry. <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> but it just goes to show like, we could do a whole episode like on whether people can really truly be platonic. I think platonic friendships like between guys and girls exist, yeah, because. Yeah, they do. I have them, yeah. Yeah. But I think that when someone gets into a relationship, there has to be like boundaries. Yeah. If I have a, like with my, the male friends that I do have, if you have a girlfriend, I'm going to avoid calling you at two in the morning. <laughs> I'm going to avoid showing up to your place at midnight. Yeah. I'm just going to avoid that. It's very suggestive. Whereas if like we're, we're just boys and you know, you're single, whatever it is. I, I just think that it goes without saying because I wouldn't want it to be done to me. Like I wouldn't want it to be left wondering. And it's not that I'm insecure. It's that I'm wise. <laughs> <laughs> not insecure, just wise. <laughs> oh my gosh you have your ear to the ground i got my ear to the ground but um yeah it's a weird one it's an interesting one that that female i i, I got loads of friends that say like look never and ever but i think it's more complicated than that you know it is and you know you know what those friends were like you guys grew up together and you're kind of like family yeah Obviously, that is a bit mad. Those boundaries can't be crossed. I'm so sorry. That's basically your brother. That is your brother. Weird. But you never know. People are mad. 
in this life? If I was moved to by a family friend, I would actually throw up. That's really <laughs> disgusting. I'm so sorry. Go away. Ever since What's you were 10. <laughs> Ew. I've been waiting. So disturbing. Oh my gosh. You know, people always make jokes about their first kiss being with their cousin. <laughs> I have a friend that actually is their story. And when she said it to me, I said to her, never utter those words to anybody again. <laughs> you know when someone tells you a story and you're like, why did you tell me that? No, something shouldn't be shared. Why did you tell me that? <laughs> she had the audacity, her blood cousin. Uh, I said, do never repeat that cousin. story. Yes. <laughs> I said, and she was saying it like it was a normality. I said, okay. That's an anomaly. That is an, like, honestly, <laughs> that is an anomaly right no, there. And that's why you you guys need to be watching your kids, mm. you know? No, kids be doing some crazy things. Honestly, you think that they're just up there playing. You don't know. <laughs> anyway, that's, that's a whole other conversation. That's another topic. Guys, today we're really trying to be strict oh. and keep this a minisode. Yes, yes. So we really hope you've enjoyed the combo here. Interact with us, holler us in the DMs, comment on our posts, you know. Mm-hmm. We want to get you lots of opinion on some of the things we discussed today. Yeah. And, you know, all the fun stuff that comes with adulting. <laughs> <laughs> such fun, such fun. Ah, so it's been your girl Joyce. And it's been me, Adafala. Bye guys. We out. <laughs>